Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we have with us Jen Jones from Morrisville State College, the um, equestrian everything program. I, I think of her as my go-to person for all things agricultural, equine training. It's one of my favorite facilities in the world. It is one of my favorite places to teach. And uh, Jen, welcome. Hi. It's good to see you guys. Yeah, it's been it's been too long. And for those yeah. who are listening, we're zooming so that we can see each other. I know. Uh, we, we may share this with you someday. But for today, the audio part of this is all about the um, I thought I did all about getting to know the program. And really, Jen, I want to start with talking about you and how you got involved uh, with Morrisville and, and what your background is. Yeah, so I have been, I can't remember a time I wasn't involved in horses. I think I um, got my hands on a horse when I was about nine or 10 years old. And then it was kind of all from there. I, um, my family moved, we used to live in uh, near Buffalo, New York. We moved from Buffalo to a little town called Bliss, New York. And that's where I met my first horses, my real horses, where I, my neighbor just let me go get on them and ride them. And then of course I had to have my own um, and we had plenty of land to do that. So we built a fence and we built a barn and we got our, we got, I, I saved up all my money to get my first horse. Um, and then I saved up more money to get my second one. And, and that was it. And I, I did everything I possibly could to be involved with horses. It didn't matter if people paid me, if I got, you know, I cleaned stalls for nothing. I just wanted to be around them and learn everything I could about the horses. Um, so, I, to interrupt you, the mm -hmm. best equestrians I know started that way. The yes. best riders I know, the best barn care I know, the best grooms I know started with a passion. Yes. And a willingness to do for the sake of the experience and for the sake of the horse. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that you are who you are, uh, basically because you were genetically programmed to yeah. love what you do. I but believe I believe so. <laughs> um, and so with the love of that and, and my horses, I, I kind of, um, of course, I always knew that's what I wanted to do, especially um, having my own horses and being involved. I was in 4-H, FFA, everything I could to um, learn about the agricultural industry and horses and, and everything that had to do with them. Um, so when I was in high school, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do um, as far as, as college-wise. And so um, my BOCES teacher, I went to BOCES for Animal Science Veterinary Assistance, and my BOCES teacher really pushed me to um, go to Morrisville. Uh, we used to go there for competitions, and I actually won a horse judging contest at Morrisville, and I got a $500 scholarship. So that kind of pushed me a little bit more. And then just being there and, and seeing all of the programs that they have to offer, and especially the equine, we have one of the most amazing equine programs in the world, I think, as far as the different kinds of disciplines and everything that the, all the applied sciences, every, all the hands-on stuff, you know, it, it's just unreal. So um, 
being, you know, coming and visiting and, and being able to do that really solidified it. So I graduated in 2000 um, from my high school and off to Morrisville I went. So I did, I got my bachelor's science, bachelor's um, degree in equine science. Um, and my special, so my specialization when I was here was draft horses. So I came to college, I used to show Western um, pleasure and Western Eck. I was a Western rider. I did a little barrel racing and stuff like that. And so I came to college thinking I was going to do that. Um, and then my girlfriend got me into um, a draft horse show. They needed help. And so she goes, come on, let's go help for a week and it'll be great. And then it was like hook, line and sinker. I fell in love with these draft horses and they got under my skin and I couldn't get them out. So I understand and respect yes. that. And I think if I were not in Florida right now, that would be, although Morgan's, Morgan's have some draftiness to them in the old style lipids. Yes. You know, there are the gentle giants. When I work on Clydesdale, when I work on a Shire, I feel more cooperation, more assistance from the horse. They work with me. I never have to convince them that what I'm doing is, is good for them. They actually go, oh, you want to help my leg here? Right. So it, I understand how that can happen with you, and and I I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, just the they're just amazing creatures, and um, so the college actually has a draft horse program where they travel around with a six horse hitch of Belgians, um, and so that's what that's what I got into. I was you know I broke out a ton of different client horses that they took in while I was there. I traveled uh, for a couple summers with. Uh, Scott Seymour and the hitch. And, um, you know, I really, I emphasize on the fact that I can't put a price on experience. I don't think anybody can. I feel that most horsemen are who they are because of the experiences that they've been through. And I just, you know, it it was just an amazing experience for me um, to be able to do that. So from college, I was actually offered a job uh, with a six horse hitch of Belgians um, in Massachusetts that when I graduated, I actually didn't even go to graduation. I moved right out to Massachusetts <laughs> with my husband, my boyfriend at the time, um, because we had a parade to do. So we had to, we had to get out there and get the horses ready and get ready for the parade. So um, that being said, you know, off went my career in the draft horse world. Um, and I stayed there for about five years and then I moved back to New York. My husband and I got married and all of our families back here. So we decided that we wanted to move back and start a family. Um, and so we did. So in 2009, we moved back here and I worked at Cass college for a little bit. And then, um, a lady that I met through, uh, one of the instructors there had a, a, a Percheron that I broke out for her and she bought her own facility and I managed that for her for a while. And then um, I, this, this job opportunity at more SUNY Morrisville came up and that's, that's where we are now. So what is your job description at, at SUNY Morrisville? 
So I'm an instructional support assistant. So what I do at the college is I usually run um, my colleague and I, Catherine, you know, um, run some of our own labs by ourselves. And then we run labs with Dr. Morgan, where we teach the students to swim, treadmill, uh, spa, do all of the treatments that we offer at the rehab center on top of um, actually physically doing the treatments ourselves. With client horses, Catherine and I usually break them out first when we first get them so that, um, you know, we're more liable than the students will be in those kind of situations. And we want to try to keep them as safe as possible. So usually Catherine and I will do the first couple um, sessions with the horse uh, and then we bring the student or students in to help us. So um, then, you know, sometimes we have to step in for Dr. Morgan to... Um, if she's, you know, for, for a lab or, or um, a lecture, anything like that, on top of just the general maintenance stuff, you know, bringing hay over, getting bedding, all the cleaning stalls if we need to, that kind of stuff, all the, all the other stuff that comes, comes along with horse care, client, dealing with clients. I just met a client at you know, our trucker uh, at seven o'clock on Saturday uh, to pick up one of our client horses. So, you know, as you know, in the horse world, there's there's not uh, usually There's nothing no going on. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. What time is it? It's time to muck. It's time to clean. It's time to. Oh look, the horse is stuck in a tree. I have to now rearrange my schedule because that happens. I don't think anyone who doesn't step foot at your facility could understand how magnificent it is. I, I, yeah, I agree. A lot of places I've taught all over the United States and I've participated outside the United States. And the reason it's my favorite is because it is 100% horse friendly. It's designed for the safety of the horse. It's enormous. There's room. There's room for the students. Yes. The classroom is student respectful. It's not cram into hear and see, but right. it's here so everyone can see everything. And the even the swimming pool is is so large and designed that for the safety of the people who swim the horses right. and the horse who's swimming and the infrared. And and yes, I wish you lived here. I wish I could <laughs> be there. Uh, there's no better place, I think, for having quality humans be able to understand. And when we've taught there the enthusiasm, everybody participates. Yes. You know, yes. and that, I will say any questions in other places that we teach and nothing happens. I say any questions to you guys and it's, what about this? And what would you do with this? And yeah, how sure. will I do this? And understanding the first thing you said about experience you are not worth anything as a practitioner without experience right. and knowing that the book says this, and that might happen sometimes. Right, right. Real life is different. Right. I mean, especially when you're working with horses, we all know that, you know, I mean, there are times where it is, you know, starting horse on the treadmill is as perfect as can be. The horse just starts to walk. It's, it's great. There's other times where it does not go like that, you know, so or, or getting them into the pool and stuff like that. And and that's where, you know, we emphasize a lot with with a facility like that. You're taking the horse and you're putting them into a completely unnatural environment that that's not it's not a natural environment for a horse to get up in a treadmill and you fill it with water. You know, it's not a natural environment to kind of have to butt rope them into the pool and have them swim for 
the first time in their lives. You know, it's, it's very unnatural for them. So being able to have a facility like that with as much, you know, as experience as we have and, and the resources that we have just make it so much easier for us as well. So it is, the facility is, is really amazing. Do you have a favorite modality? Um, I love swimming. I just, I absolutely love the swimming. Um, to me, it's so, it, it's funny how sometimes, you know, their personalities, especially when they start to like to swim and know what's going on. It cracks me up. Sometimes we, you know, Melvin, our one school horse, he's That's my favorite. <laughs> he's my boy, but he also, he just, crack, he will, he dolphin dives into the pool almost every time that he swims and he, you know, kicks his legs out and he just loves it and he enjoys it, you know, and it's, it's just funny to see their person personalities in, in an environment like that. We're so used to seeing them on the ground and in our hands and underneath us. And I don't know for them, Catherine and I always joke around that one of these days, we're just going to jump on one of the boys on the way into the pool. <laughs> well, yeah. let's, and let's see how it goes. <laughs> my absolute favorite time with my kids in Connecticut was taking them from, from November till April, we could ride on the beach. And seeing the horses, my horse would see water and all four legs would go out. And then he would, the first time he did it, I'm like, oh my God, he's like in shock. No, he did a belly dive and then he swam off and I'm holding on to his mane and I'm hydroplaning over him and he is splashing. And there was a dog in the water and was playing Frisbee and he grabbed the Frisbee and he's like trotting down the, away from the dog with his just joy and we're on them going that's awesome swimming around the jetties their heads underwater <laughs> dolphining and you go you know what to be able to give them this opportunity right. in a controlled environment where right. you're doing it, it it blows me away it makes me so incredibly happy um any new modalities that you brought on I know you've got you know uh, your treadmill and your water um, treadmill and your swimming yeah, uh, no, I don't. I don't think since you've been there, we have our um, Magna Wave, which is great. Um, that just helps a horse heal on a cellular level. Um, we do utilize the Magna Waves a lot. Um, one because we can do it all over their body, and we can do localized treatments. So you know, a lot of times we get horses in with specific uh, issues that we can actually you know concentrate on. Um, we have our laser, which I believe was there when you were there. So we use that a lot, our small modalities. Um, but nothing new since. We actually are looking into kind of making a list of, of our, I guess, our wish list of stuff that we would like to possibly see in the next couple of years at our facility. So hopefully... Hopefully we'll get something new. We'll team up and do that fashion course there. Which, yes. Yes. You know, we would love that. We would love that. And whenever you come, we get such a great, you know, out. Um, what do you call it? A, a good outcome with people coming in and stuff like that. It's just amazing how your classes fill right up when you come out to our facilities. It's great. Well, there's, you know, a, a professor of mine back a billion years ago when I started said, I love you because you love what I love. And that's how we feel when we get up yeah, there. Right. We've already got people who love what we love. So we right. just want to, you know, open give, up, give, give. give it all. Yes. And I learned yes. something. And my, my favorite, when we taped the horse and none of us knew if it would stay on when we swam it. 
And oh, it, yes. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, no problem stays on. I'm like, right. I can now say not yeah. I think it will stay on in, when they swim. But right. here it is. Right. And, and uh, the willingness to just learn something new. And yes. then apply it and then give feedback. Is well, I feel why- like being an, being an equine individual, you need to, I, I tell our students all the time, I make mistakes every day. I learn something new every single day. If you don't, then you're doing something wrong. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many instances where, you know, for example, this summer, we, um, we started swimming the draft horses So that was new for us because we've never swam the draft horses at the facility. And so Catherine and I learned a lot this summer. You know, we learned what we wanted to not do and what we thought we should do, which wasn't a good idea because they're a whole different, they're just a whole nother boat. You know, they're, they're a lot bigger. There's a lot more to them and they're just not, I mean, you know, we have bred them into what they are. So they're not as, as, you know, natural, I guess is what I I'm trying to say. Um, so some of them are great swimmers and some of them are not good swimmers at all, you know, so, um, the word we, sit like a stone come to mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Um, so, you know, we had to figure out, right. We had to figure out how to get out of those situations and, and stuff like that. And the nice thing about it is, is that we always try to set ourselves up for success. So when things go awry, we try to make sure that we have enough people available or things around us so that we can try to get out of that situation because we know that, you know, you're putting a horse into a pool. I mean, horses are natural swimmers, but they've been domesticated for so long and they, they don't have to do it like they used to, you know, they don't have to go across a river like they used to, to get to the other side of a brand new field. Like it doesn't work like that anymore for them. Um, The domesticated ones anyway. So you know, you never quite know if a horse is going to swim or not. You know, you oh, just are hoping their instincts kick in. Right? We have two horses. They're both Morgans. They're both bred in New York. One sees a puddle and says, hell no, that is a black <laughs> hole. If I step in it, I'm likely to disappear. The other will sometimes splash through it like it's fun, sometimes jump it, and sometimes decide that, he, you know, it's, and you yes. never know which choice they're going to make. So you have right. to stay open to possibilities, which which really brings me to how do people, how do you choose who comes in as clients? How do people get in touch with you? Is this a growing program or a? It really is. Um, you know, I've been in this industry for quite a few years and I didn't realize how um helpful and popular this, this could be for horses as far as the longevity of their life. Um, and we're finding more and more people wanting to put a little bit of money into their horse to, you know, put that longevity on their life as opposed to either retiring them or just buying a brand new horse. They love their horse. So of course they want to try to use that horse a few more years. And with the resources that we have, we can help them do it. Um, you know, whether it's the treadmill or laser or magna wave, you know, what have you. Um, so we take in, we are, you know, we take in any horse that wants to come to our facility as long as, you know, um, as long as people fill out the proper paperwork and, and get in touch with us. Usually uh, they call the office or they can email us on our, we have a ERC website um, that people go to. 
and the program is, is just unreal. It, it feels like it's, um, you know, it's growing. There's more facilities that we see going up across the United States. Um, our students do a 15 in our 15 credit internship their last semester of their senior year. Uh, so I think it's really great because it kind of sets them up for their future. Um, you know, we always tell them that even if the internship isn't your dream job, even if it's not somewhere where you see yourself staying for a long time, if they offer you the job, take it, you know, um, kind of push through, try to try to build your resume. It's a good resume builder. Um, and, and it's surprising how many of our students do get offered jobs in their internships. I watch um, I watch you on on Instagram and Facebook and I see where your graduates yeah. are going and they're it's going incredible. to amazing clinics. With, it really is. You have high responsibility jobs because yes. of how you train them. And I know our listeners are going to want to contact and say, okay, how can I get my horse there? Yes. I know there's more life in this horse. I, right. you know, um, And that's the thing about the facility and how it's set up and what we do there is it's a controlled exercise. So a lot of the horses we get in are obviously on stall rest. So it's hard and people will bring them to our facility because they don't have the resources to be able to handle that horse that's been on stall rest for six months. It's just too risky for them to take them out and try to lunge them and hand walk. And anybody who has horses knows that a horse is not meant to be in a 12 by 12 all the time. It's just not, it's, it's not natural for them. It's not, it's not healthy for them. So when horses have to be on that stall rest, any chance they can to get any kind of energy out, they will. So a lot of times people will just sometimes bring their horses to us just to be able to hand walk safely um, because we have the resources to be able to do that. So, you know, it's, it's really great, um, especially with the treadmill. The treadmill kind of softens the concussion as horses are coming back uh, into work and helps build up that muscle. And it's a controlled exercise. So we, you know, usually the first couple of times we put a horse on a treadmill, we will sedate them a little bit so that it's safe for the horse, safe for the handler. Um, and then, then we just kind of wean them off depending on the horse. Um, some take two days, some might take a week, uh, but we try to keep it as safe as possible. And then that way they can start building up their muscle, um, you know, any kind of soft tissue injuries that we have going on, you know, it starts really help healing those. And then the horse can start going back into work once they leave our facility safely. Um, that's perfect. That's, yeah. that's perfect. And the ideal way for someone to reach out to you if they have a horse or if they want to come to school, uh, same website? Yep, website. Um, Dr. Erin Morgan is our faculty at the ERC. So sh usually she deals with... Um, you know, if you are interested in any of the academic portion of it, she's great with that. She's an advisor. So she's really good with uh, helping kids and students um, kind of find their path and where they want to go. Um, and then, you know, we usually, Catherine and I will usually deal with um, the phone calls from the clients and stuff like that. However, all of our clients do go through Dr. Morgan as far as figuring out what type of rehab program we want to work the horse with. Conditioning horses aren't as um, 
detrimental for her to deal with because they're just coming in for conditioning. So horses that, you know, are necessary, you know, aren't, aren't in work or we actually over Christmas break, we have a bunch of, bunch of standard breads that come in just to kind of have a break from that concussion of the track. And it's actually great for our students because they get their hands on all these different horses and, and they're not our school horses that are easy and they're, um, but they're not crazy either. They're great. I love standard breads. Standard breads love water. They just want to work. I love them. So what is the website that someone would find you on? Um, so let me find it right here. So you can email, um, we, our website for the equine rehab center is equine dot rehab at morrisville.edu. And then to get in touch um, with Dr. Morgan, it's morganee at morrisville.edu. Okay. So, and I could give you my emails too, but you'll get in touch with us one of those ways. So it's easy enough. Listening wants to find, wants to learn more um, and, or has questions so that we can bring Jen back on again. You can always let me know. And when you get the podcast, we'll have all that information written in your, um, whether you're on Spotify or BuzzFeed or we're on Amazon, you'll be able to live wherever you're listening to this right now. You'll be able to get that information. Jen, a total pleasure to have you yes, with us. Always today. a pleasure. I, I can't wait to um, be with you in real, in real. We can't wait to have you back up at our facility. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Stay safe. Stay you healthy. You guys too. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.